Yay! <laughs> so that was the third time on the course. <laughs> Such a disappointing clunk. <laughs> clunk. 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 So hi everyone. Welcome to episode 12 episode of Two Bottles In. Sponsored uh, by no one. <laughs> sponsored by no one. But if anyone's listening, we will sell the shit out of whatever it is. Yeah, we, we don't need... Poo to... bags. Yeah. Poo Pizzetto. bags. <laughs> I'm selling this to a dog. Oh, yes, the dog's here. Dog's here. I'll be real nurse. Hello, Albie. Hi. So it's Friday night. It's Friday night. Friday and the weekend's here. What are we doing? Nothing. <laughs> Albie's just sat on my phone. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, welcome. We are back. We are keeping our promise once a month. Regular. Yeah. And we were going to have a special guest tonight, but she is just too busy. Oh, she's too popular. She's just won a massive award, so we've got to let, let her off. I know. I know. So, but, but we won't let you know until she's back on the show. Yeah, we'll rip it out. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so. she'll be listening. She knows who she is. Mm-hmm. So, what are we? Uh, well, first of all, it's how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty drunk, actually. You've been. You started before I did today. Yeah, I started at four o'clock today. Four, oh, no, yeah. technically half four. Let's go with half four. My lovely friends Zoe and Eve have been here. Hi Zoe. Hi Eve. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, anyway, and. <laughs> Um, yes, we decided to drink some Prosecco at half four, so yeah. it's now what? Half eight? Nine? Ten? I don't know what time it is. Nearly ten, I think. so yeah. Yeah, you sent me a picture of you drinking Prosecco just as I was starting my outreach session. <laughs> it is a Friday. And then my train was delayed, yeah. and so I've had some catching up to do. Girl, but have you. I know. But we're here now. And what are we drinking tonight, Vix? Well, I will tell you, Philip. Oh, I actually need to go up the bottle. I was going to say, actually, well, you bought it. I, I bought it, <laughs> and I have gone well poshed tonight. You are so poshed. For once, I've not been to Vix's dodgy <laughs> offie and tooting. I have been to the creme de la creme of the creme de la I've been to Marks and Spencer's. Oh, God. Oh, yes. And we are drinking... Oh, there's no way I can read that. Um, we're drinking Marks and Spencer's Prosecco. <laughs> it's on special offer at the moment. Um, you can get two bottles for £18. Is that how much it was? That's good. So, I think it's reduced from £11 a bottle to £9 a bottle. And it is nice. It's really easy to drink. It's so easy And you drink. do know how I, I don't like a... A big fizz. This is not a big fizz. It's I like a, a soft fizz. bubble. I'm not reaching for the Gaviscon. No. Oh, I hate that. Ugh. Oh, isn't it awful? Like, we've got older and we get heartburn from drinking. Yes. So but that, bad. Too much Prosecco does that. You shouldn't drink Prosecco all night, I don't think. Philip, we do that every night. I know, but you should have, like, a break with something a bit different. But we've never done that. No, you can have a little glass of wine, or a little vodka and coke, or a little shot of something. Summer, summer. Summer, summer. Summer, summer, sweet. Summer, summer, summer. Okay, so we're drinking something yummy, something posh. Look mm. at us, stepping up in the world, I like it. 
And yeah, we've got a couple of things to talk about tonight, as well as our yeah. regular we, uh, episodes are normally themed now. With our One theme an episode. Yep. So, <clears throat> yeah. So this month's theme <gasps> is yeah. a big doozy of one. Now, this is a term that Philip introduced to me. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's such a true term. And do you know what? I've told so many people about it, and I was even talking to Zoe and Eve about it today. And <clears throat> I think it's a really important topic for us to talk about because we both have been in situations where not necessarily this has happened. No. But we've been in situations where we have required these type of people to be around. Yes. So, so I'll explain. I was going to say, I'm going to hand this over to Philip because this is your turn. This is your moment. Yeah. Now, I think I know where this came from, but I might be um, exaggerating, lying... Making things or drunk but basically years ago this is a Matt Damon and Ben Affleck thing so when they made Goodwill Hunting I assumed they were being interviewed by Oprah because I just assumed everyone's interviewed by Oprah well one of them has been interviewed by Oprah and either Matt Damon or Ben Affleck said about the other one He's my dead prostitute friend. And Oprah obviously went, what on earth (laughs) is that? And um, I'll say Ben Affleck said, if I woke up one morning after a night out and turned over in bed and there was a dead prostitute there, Matt Damon would be the first person that I would call. Mm -hmm. And obviously you would expect that person to be like, I've got money in four different currencies. I've got a fake passport. Do this. Go bags. Let's go. I'm on my way over. And it just gets you to thinking about, oh, who would be my dead prostitute friend? Do I have a dead prostitute friend? And then you start questioning all your friendships and being like, well, if I don't, then I need one. And if, but I think I've got quite a few. Yeah, I think we both do, don't we? Yeah. But I think the whole the the whole analogy is is really really is a really good one, because dead prostitute friends are those friends that no judgment, you know they are just there. It doesn't matter if you mm-hmm. don't speak to them like regularly. It doesn't matter if you don't stay in contact. You just know that if you are in the shit, that they will be there. Mm-hmm. I think we're each other's dead prostitute friends. Oh cool, yeah. You I mean, we've definitely we've just been there this. in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like when you had your break up. Yeah, with my ex. Straight round. Yep, you were the next day. And you day. had your break up and when you had your break down. When I had my break down. Up and down. Yeah, and you were there the very next day I then. Well. And the same with my recent break up. Yeah. You picked me up from the train station. <laughs> I did. And had Prosecco on ice for when we got home. That is what we're talking about. <laughs> Oh, well, hold on. That's our that's our way of doing it. That we but, constantly have prosecco yeah. available. <laughs> but then I think there's also those friends that maybe you lose touch with. But like I definitely have friends because we both northerners who live in London now. We've yep. we've left people back yep. up north. Up north. But who like I can speak for my up north friends that I don't speak to them as much as I probably should. But when I do see them, we can carry on the sentence that he was saying. Absolutely. 12 months ago or something yeah. like that. Um, 
and there's no kind of um, judgment, there's no resentment, there's no, why don't you phone me? It's just kind of, you know, you work out that people's lives are busy and you've got stuff going on. Yeah, everybody has a different path. As long as you meet up every once in a while, chat it out. You'll carry on regardless. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, you know, the, the dead prostitute friends thing, obviously, it, it's definitely, a, uh, you know, people go, sorry, what? Pardon? Yeah, I mean, it's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, I think it's true. You need those friends in your lives that are there for you. And they're not there because you own a certain car or you go on holiday to a certain place or you have a certain job. They're friends with you because of you. And there's no judgment. There's no like you know ulterior motive that they're there for you because they believe in you and they love you as a friend and there are too many people out there who it's interesting I was talking to Zoe and Eve about this today there are too many people out there who have friends that they've been friends with for years and that's lovely but they hate they don't look forward to going to meet them (laughs) they're like oh I've got to go meet so and so because like you know I haven't seen her in a year and I owe her a I'm dinner and I keep cancelling on her but oh I hate going and she's so boring or oh she always talks about this and knock her off like what are you doing face her out yeah like why have people in your life that don't impact you positively if they impact you negatively or put something on you which makes you doubt yourself you know upset it upsets you after you've been to you know see them don't bother. Like Zoe said today, she'd gone out for dinner with some friends and they were talking to her and saying, what are you doing? Why are you doing this with your life? You're just like wasting your life. Whoa. You oh. should be proud that she's doing something with her life. So That's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think, I mean, I think it's weird. I think in the days of social media, you have, I've said this before on this podcast and it's one of my favourite sayings. You have friends for different reasons and seasons. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, And I definitely do. There's friends that I'll go out with if I want to have a really good laugh. And there's Mm -hmm. friends that I'll go out with if I want a really deep and meaningful. Yeah, yeah. And also those friends can change as well. Like Mm. you can think, oh, this is going to be a really good laugh. And then you end up having a really serious (laughs) chat. But that's the spectrum of friendship. Um, But... I think the joy of friendship is that it's like a relationship that's on. It's like having a relationship, but it's it, it's ongoing and it changes shape and, and form. Yeah, and people are there for different people reasons. People get into relationships and then they change mm-hmm. and then they get out of relationships. And sometimes, you know, it's like when you get into a relationship and sometimes you kind of disappear for a while because you're getting to know the person and yep. you aren't that great a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but a really great friend is the kind of person that will still be there if Doesn't the relationship that. goes sour. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and they were like, listen, that happens in relationships. You have to work harder at a relationship, and so sometimes you have to go away. But then if it doesn't work out, then I'll still be there for you. Yeah. And we will, and I'll pick you up from the station, and we'll get second, <laughs> and then it'll be fine. So let me ask you this. Ooh. I know, question time. Um, <clears throat> have you ever found it difficult to let go of a friend? Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, because that's one thing I think people find it very difficult to... Re- one, realising that you shouldn't be friends with someone because they impact you negatively. 
Mm. But the the second part is actually executing that friendship. Yeah. So that's the really hard part, isn't it? Yeah, it's only mm. really happened once. Ooh. Because I don't... I mean, anyone that knows me, I if I know that someone doesn't like me, I will go so far out of my way to rectify that. Yeah. If it's if it's based on something that's ridiculous, then I will be like, oh. or if I've offended them, yeah, because my humour can often go over the line into <laughs> offensive. I'll go out of my way to make sure that it, that rectifies itself, but also sometimes you, for whatever reason, end up in toxic relationships and friendships and. Uh, there was one particular friend where we couldn't have been closer we were really good friends Um, but we were it was like we were feeding off each other and not in a good way it was encouraging each other to drink Uh, too much it was encouraging each other to um, and we were kind of friends with benefits for a while it was just it wasn't healthy and it became more and more damaging as time went on and it all came to a head one night and it was kind of their choice to walk away walk away but the way that it had happened in the past was that I would chase after yeah and try and sort things out and it had got to the point where it was like yeah I'm not chasing after you now yeah. And we haven't spoken since. And it's been, I don't know, two and a half, three years. It's difficult, though. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Any kind of ending yeah. of anything is really yeah. horrible. And it's a sense of loss and a sense of grief. But you have to take a step back and go, you know what? It was the right thing to do. And I'm sure that person feels exactly the same way. Um, yeah, you'd hope that they can realise that. Because it's difficult because... You have, <clears throat> I know I've got, I've well, I've had friends in my life that have, people have been telling me for years and years, why are you helping them? Why are you doing this for them? Why, why are you friends? Yeah. And I've been like, oh, but I don't, you know, she doesn't have anybody else or he doesn't have, yeah. you know. because we I, both work for charities, isn't it? I know. <laughs> God's sake. We do love a charity case. Seriously. <laughs> 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 hey. Are we getting paid? Enough about our relationships. Are we getting paid? Are we not getting paid? It's that RuPaul does drag kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Are we getting paid? Are we not getting paid? I'm a charitable nine to five. Clock out. I'm evil. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you something that you'll be actually quite proud of. Ooh. So I'm not going to tell you who came knocking at my door, but a certain religion came and knocked at my door. The Mormons. Not going to (laughs) say. They always knock at the door. (laughs) But they came and knocked at the door. Okay. And normally, because I feel super guilty that someone's knocking at my door and they've actually made the effort to walk into my door, I'm like, hi, yeah, how's it going? Oh, really? That's really interesting. I was, I literally went no to them. (laughs) Hashtag slam. (laughs) And I literally was like, I work for a charity. I know how it feels to go around these doors. But however, I am not buying what you're selling. So good day to you. And shut the door. Oh. See, I would just be like, I'm gay. Slam. <laughs> well, that 
works too. You don't Maybe like Maybe I should me. use that next time. I'll you use don't that like next me. Day. I don't like you. <clears throat> I, I'm, and yeah, I'm gay. Bye. See you. Yeah. Unless he's selling tickets to the Book of Mormon. <laughs> I ain't going, honey. No, God, no. No, any kind of religion that knocks oh. on your door. Oh, I know. Don't get me started on that. That's have, a whole other podcast. Religion should not have to knock on your door. Oh, God. That's all about That's really deep, isn't it, actually? Religion should not have to knock on your door. That's really I deep, I know, yeah, you should, you should take that one. I'm taking it. I'm yeah, running with it. do it, do it. Yeah. Own yeah. it. So, so, yeah, <laughs> anyway, tangent over. So... Would you say that you have like a range of dead prostitute friends, or do you have like? I think I have. It's almost like I have a core. I have mm. a board of directors of my pre- dead prostitute friend company. <gasps> oh, a board of dead prostitutes! <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> like a season finale of Law and Order Special Victims Unit. I still haven't watched that. Oh, honey. I know, and I so love sex the crime. crimes. I know. Oh, you can't go wrong. I'm too. I'm too into crimes that shook Britain. I love that. Oh yeah, that's absolutely amazing. That it? is a very addictive anyway. program. Anyway, we sorry, tangent again. <clears throat> anyway, back to it. So you have a core. I have a yeah board of directors, mm. and then I have different people for different functions. Okay, what's my function? Oh, yours definitely. Drinking. You're you're definitely in the board of directors. (gasps) Well, (laughs) don't so. And you're the the cover-up. One of the founders of the company. You would be the cover-up master. You'd be the one who would think of the plan that would get us out of the country. I am a good planner. Yeah, you would be the one that would get us out of the country. I I definitely think our lovely friend Gavin... Will be the one who will be able to get us out of the country. Actually, get us yeah, out of the country. Practically, he is clever. He is yeah. smart. You know, and he's sneaky. I like Gavin. He's sneaky, he's and he's sneaky. got a really fast car. And he does have. He's looking for a new car as well. <gasps> so Ooh, Gavin, he's, he's are you a, listening? He's a Tracy <laughs> Chapman of the whole thing. <clears throat> I love fast it. Car. Fast Oh, you didn't. Clang. Oh dear lord. Right. Anyway, carrying yeah. on. So yeah. So I think there is a board of directors, and then there is different heads of department that would come to wow. our rescue. Wow, you need a whole company to get you. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> hey, if I ended up in a bed with a dead prostitute. Hey, well, I'm turning up with clipboards. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. And you okay. need a headpiece. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, yeah and seriously. no straw. I Not want attached to anything, just for my Madonna impression. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, come on. Like, before so... we flee the country, Hippie's <laughs> got to do his Madonna impression. That's the that's the cover up. That would be the, the distraction. Cover-up. That's the distraction. Yeah. You know, when they try and steal the diamond, you have a distraction. No, exactly. You are the distraction. Customs, border control. <laughs> they could be like, this doesn't look like you on the passport. Meanwhile, in the background, <laughs> express <Material>. yourself. <laughs> pointy <laughs> bar, ponytail. Love it. Real nerds. Absolutely. Let's see you know, you're in Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Because there isn't a wall yet, honey. Oh, oh don't poor. let's not go there. Let's not trample over this podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of clangers. Clang. <laughs> oh, don't nick that. That's not. I ours. know it's not our thing, but yeah, I love a good that. clang. Well. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I think I, I think 
I don't know about the listeners out there, but I'm sure that you know they have their own friendship groups and they have certain people that they can rely on and some people that they don't. But I think the most important thing is to look at your friendship group and who brings what to the table. Yeah. You are, you know, an awesome person. Whoever you are, you're an awesome person. And you have to have people who make you more awesome by being around them. And people who don't, people who drag the awesome out of you, get rid. But also, when you're not feeling... I'm just saying awesome far too much. When you're not feeling awesome, the friends that rock up then are the, are the true... Yeah, the ones... And you know what? Group. That has been a massive learning curve. When I, had my, when I broke up with my ex and when I had my breakdown, I really, really learned who my friends were. And a lot of them were not surprising. The, the, my, you know, my boys were there... You know, my girls were there. It was amazing. But there are there were some people who really stepped up, who I was really actually flattered and humbled that they made such an effort and they were really committed to making sure I was all right. And there were some people that I was devastated that they weren't there for me. Yeah. So, you know, you learn through these big... Yeah, I think... Epic moments. testing times. Yeah. And, and it tests your friendships. Yeah. Um, I have a very dear friend of mine who, for the last few years, has been going through lots of mental health issues, and it doesn't take much. All you have to do is message every once in a while, yeah. and just not pry, just check in. Just mm-hmm. be like, I'm just checking in. How are you? Yeah. Are you alright? You're good at that, though. You are good at that. And occasionally they'll get back to you and be like, I'm not really in that place right now so I'll say I'm okay but I don't want to see you I'm not up to mm-hmm. leaving the flat and you're like that's fine but when you are you know where I am you are really good at that and so I will do that with this certain person every month and we yes. did we made a rule that we would go for Sunday lunch once a month yeah that's lovely and we're trying to keep up with that but obviously you know because Life does get highs and lows, and if he misses a month, it's fine. But I will try my best just to just to get that person to leave the flat. Yeah. And um, yeah. But you're you uh, you know I, and I've said it like eight times now because I'm drunk. But you know you you are good at keeping in touch with. Them. I know that you and I basically can't go a day without speaking. But with other friends, you are really good at keeping in touch with people. Yeah. And I used to be I used to be one of those people that would like. You know, I'd spend an evening WhatsApping every single person I know going, hey, how are you? What's going on? Like, you know, because I felt guilty that I needed to to reach out. But then I thought, well, hold on. What I'm giving out, I'm not getting back. Exactly. So, and it was like a bit of an epiphany moment. And I just thought... You just like, because it's like, um, because I'm the same. I will chase people up. I will check how they're doing. Yeah. And then sometimes you get a response like, oh, well, finally, you're not heard from me for ages. I'm like, you know that thing that you're holding in your hand right now? <laughs> it sends, it does send messages. It doesn't just receive them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a two-way street. And there were certain friends that I'm rubbish with. Mm-hmm. And there were certain friends that I'm great with, but I don't like that thing where it's like, I've not heard from you for ages. It's like, well... I've not even you afraid. Why do I have to yeah, do all the... Yeah, that really annoys me when people put the blame around. on me. And he's like, well, that's what Pippi does. I'm like, well, maybe Pippi shouldn't do that anymore. 
Of course. Yeah, and you've got to look after you. I think it really annoys me when people say things like, um, oh, well, uh, you know, if they say, oh, well, so-and-so is not talking to me. They haven't messaged me in ages. So I was like, well, when was the last time they messaged, you messaged them? And they go, oh, well, I'm not going to message them. Why? If they're not messaging me, why should I not message Why am I not going to message them? I'm like, whoa, whoa, well, whoa. Then how is it ever going to work for itself? It's not going to work. So people who, it's the entitlement. People yeah. think reach they, out. Yeah. Just, reach out. just be brave, break the seal and just go for it. Okay. Stop living in your bubble thinking that you're the most important person. Build bridges, okay, not walls. Okay, maybe you are the most important person. But build bridges, not walls. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. So, so, you know, that was... So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> should, we, that, should we calm the rant? I know, that was a I was very engrossed in that one. So, okay, so let's move on to something a little bit more fun. Yes. So we've had quite an eventful week or month, really, haven't we? It's, uh, it's well, been lots on lots of events on TV. No, no, we've not actually gone out anywhere. Yeah, we've actually. No, we've been watching TV for a month. Yeah. Um, but as regular listeners might know, we are rather fond of a little bit of a RuPaul moment. Yes. And we have been spoiled. Oh, I know. Over the last month or so. Sorry, we're just topping up. Yeah, so it's very important. We've got new microphones this time and they're actually uh, in the way. In <laughs> so the way. We're sorry if we're feeling loud and then quiet. But, uh, um, so it's been a RuPaul frenzy. Oh, yes. It's been fabulous. So I think the last episode we were talking about All Stars 3. Yep, yep. Maybe we were a few episodes I think we in. were halfway through because this is when we were saying how... Um, uh, it was a surprise at how good the All Stars was because you you particularly said that you weren't sure it was sure going to be mix of queens. yeah you didn't think it was going to be be All Stars two hey it's, but, it's surpassed or well all the events that happened in this uh, All Stars goodness yeah. so, so do we talk about it should we talk it's over now I mean it's over now if you haven't watched spoiler, it seriously and if you are listening to this and you're like I haven't watched it yet stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> Because Press pause now. Seriously. <laughs> call yourself a Drag Race fan. Get with the programme. Um, it's all on YouTube now, apparently. So you can totally nail it there. Um, yeah. But yeah, so also we was on Comedy Central UK. And we were watching it religiously. I was like waking up at stupid o'clock in the morning to watch it. Yeah, I was, I was, was doing certain, it at 8.30am. Not, not I mean, I, th- I think it's the first season that... I've had like multiple gay gasps <laughs> because there was the Bendelogram moment. Oh yes, that was a what? Which was a fuck you to the producers and RuPaul moment of like. I still don't know how I feel and about going it. home. I I still don't know how I feel about that. What happened? Like yeah. I understand what he did, and I kind of get what mental place he was in because that episode the build up you saw him in this like mental zone of backtracking he was almost backing into himself and becoming very introvert because he was scared he just didn't know he was such a people pleaser he didn't want the fact that any and when Morgan Michaels went for him when he came back he didn't know what to do he didn't know how to respond so the only way to respond is to almost take back the power by controlling it all himself yeah is that a bad thing or is it a good thing I don't I, I'm still really confused yeah I don't know I'm still really out on it 
I don't know if it was a selfish thing to do or if it was a tension-seeking thing to do or whether it was the right thing to do. I do not know. But the series went on. Yeah. It was a great series. Mm. And then came the finale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, that was a damn good finale. Oh, one of the best the, the best, The best challenge Yes, Ever. definitely. That was a serious step up from any a final challenge. Live, one take, yeah, multi challenge. Um, Kennedy Davenport killed it. Shangela so killed it. BB was there. Oh, God, I can't even feel oh, sorry for her because she's so self absorbed. Baby was there. Oh, dear. And Trixie killed it. She did. Bless her. She did, she did nail the final bit. And then they all had to run. <laughs> like, like I, I love that meme or gif that's been going on Twitter. You know when they're all running onto the stage and there's someone's put... Oh, God, it's like gaze when Ed Sheeran comes on in the club, like <laughs> running out of the club, which it would be true. Like, go away, girl, go away, girl. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then they were on the stage and did all the things, and then BB was there. <laughs> doing that. <laughs> like, why can't she just lift her legs up in the air? Oh. And then came the shock horror oh. of the season because I think we've been saying all along that Shangela has killed yeah like we grew and grew like we always we've always loved Shangela yeah ever it since was her season time. two but yeah everybody as soon as like you know it was always Vendela Kramer and it was always Shangela at the forefront they both were polished they were both naturals they were both natural entertainers and so fluid with what they were doing and you just thought it was a given yeah and I think because you've seen Chandler go from season 2 where she didn't know anything and then season 3 where she knew a bit more to now where she's like one of the best drag queens that that show has produced and was consistently fantastic and to fall at the last hurdle. I hated it. I hated the fact that the eliminated queens had this choice. I was like, you've There was an agenda with them though. You've been gone. Like you failed. Yeah. You failed. And now you get to crown no. It's not eliminated Queen's drag race. It's but RuPaul's drag it's race. It's RuPaul's drag race plus if you're playing the game, it's who's the best. Whereas, I'm sorry, yeah. their agenda was who needs this more. Yeah. That was and, what the agenda was. And it, 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 I call bullshit. I call... It was, yeah. It was just ridiculous. Anyway, so it was the gay gasp heard around the world. Yeah. But same time. what's happening is quite good. So... I love Trixie and she won and fair play and also Trixie is an amazing drag yes, queen. Yes, I must admit after after Shandler, it was Trixie so I'm I'm not upset for her winning. But it's great. What I love is what's happened since is that 
which I knew would happen, the the drag race fan community just loves Shangela more than they did before. But some of them have gone nasty, and that's what I didn't like. I didn't well, like the fact that you had this whole like, you know, that they people just just went so. Like, oh, it's a, you know, what have they done? And they were, like, sending well, hate to Trixie. What's, it's not Trixie's you know, fault she won. That's the way of social media. People can sit on their keyboards and say whatever they like. Whereas yeah, well, Chandra, people in their pants need to Chandra's handled it with mm-hmm. such grace. And she's been, you know... But I'm she has st- I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still going to be performing. I'm still going to kill it. Um... You know, it was either going to be me or Trixie, and Trixie won, and go for it. And Trixie has been one of the most successful drag queens anyway. Like, she didn't need to win. She's had her own series. I mean, it's a little bit of a coincidence that they're all produced by RuPaul's Company, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Shade. But, you know, Shangela, we are going to see Shangela in two weeks. And I am going to be... Howling. Oh, apparently it is a spectacular hour. Well, as long as she just does what she always does, I'll be absolutely fine. I mean, if you follow any Drag Race Queen on social media, follow Shangela on Instagram. Oh, yeah, she's because brilliant. She, Her stories are awesome. One, she's the hardest working queen on the planet. Oh, I know. She's everywhere. She does every single show. She does university shows. She oh, she'll saw do that the other night, yeah. everything, but also the energy the, the, that she has is overwhelming, and she whips the crowd into a frenzy. It's like seeing a drag Beyonce. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out. Well, there. to be fair, that look in the final production that was totally oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was like such a fierce. She was seriously, yeah, that was some fierce. But you know what else I love about Shangela is that she is all about the positive. She is constantly in her Insta stories and everything like that. She's not about throwing shade and stuff like that. She can say what she wants to say, but she'll say it without throwing shade. And it's even when you know when that when the Thorgy Thor and Trixie incident happened halfway through the season. Oh, she handled that. I think brilliant. She called. Trixie out. Yeah. And she called Thorgy out. But like she was like, I'm not gonna go there, but I certainly wouldn't have done that. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and it was normal. It was what anyone would have done. It was a shady thing to do, so call it out. Yeah. So I think, you know, can't wait for two weeks' time, that'd be great. So yeah, so so that was all stars. Oh, and but... then we had a week break. Not even a week. Was it not? Was, no, I think it was... No. I think literally it's been... It was, Wasn't it last Friday was All-Stars and then it's... T- then... And today... The, yeah. I think so. Okay. I'm drunk, I don't care. Anyway. So, <laughs> this morning on Netflix... Yeah. We're back to Netflix now. The first episode of season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race was on... So I, for one reason or another, um, sheer exhaustion, it wasn't drunkenness, woke up on my sofa fully clothed. Which I still do not believe that you did that out of sheer exhaustion. There must have been some alcoholic intake. No, I've been working. I might have had a couple of pints after I finished work. 
there it is. Then I went home <laughs> and had a little glass of wine. Oh, there it is. Anyway, fell asleep on the sofa, woke up this morning fully clothed with my shoes on. Under but the your first thing I did rug. was like Netflix episode one, season 10, RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. And it was, and we agree on this, mm-hmm. it was a very strong first episode. What a wow episode. That's one of the strongest first episodes yeah. in any of the Don't ask seasons. me to name any of the queens oh, because I am list. finding Dory right now. <laughs> I'm serving Dory Realness. I have short-term memory loss. But it was just a great first episode. Like, the entrances were amazing. I always love it when there's a lot of New York queens thrown yeah. into the mix because they really take it up a notch and also um, shake things up. Like, they're not shy about no. being shady. Absolutely. And calling each other out. But also then they had a runway challenge with so many former drug race contestants. Oh, I was about to say old, old queens and I was like, no. So there were so many there, like Papa Drag Queen, Jigs Monsoon, Raven. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, Rajon. Rajon. In the back. Pork chop. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't even notice her. Always gotta have pork chop. <laughs> Um, it was just a great first episode. It was really, really good. I think that was such a good idea, and also I wonder to if they're gonna it. like because you know they revisited so for the final challenge they revisited Dragon on a Dime from season one. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're gonna do that with every week. Ooh, with every episode they're gonna the visit hits. another. That's that would be such a good idea. It's ten seasons, so maybe ten seasons. Can you can you believe there's been ten years uh. of Drag Race? Isn't that amazing? And how far it's come. It's really picked up in the last two years. Since she started winning the Emmys. Yeah, and that's when it really started gaining a lot more exposure. And there's mm. been a lot more... Well, I I mean, we've talked about this before, about when we've been to see Bianca, where, you know, when we first started going, it was gay men, and it was very sort of niche and only exposed. Yeah. Sort of, it's sort of, now, it's massive. And you don't have just girls like me going. You have girls going with their mums. And their mums yeah. love it. And kids going as well. Yeah. And that's um, just amazing. I think it's very telling that RuPaul has now... Because he won the Emmy and then he won another Emmy and now he is appearing on James Corden's show. He was on James yeah. Corden's show the other night. Yeah. Today that we're filming this, recording this podcast... And I've not seen it yet, but he was on Ellen today. Yes. Never been on Ellen before. Which I'm surprised at. Well. Is there, like, do you, you think? You have to win like, an Emmy. Do you really have to win an Emmy to be on RuPaul? Well, I think, on, on I think it's just going into the mainstream. And I think now that in the US he's on VH1 rather than, yeah. what was it, Logo or something Logo like that. Logo TV, yeah. It's just becoming more and more mainstream and people are, you know, the ratings are going through the roof. It It's not going to stop. And people keep saying, it has to stop at some point, like 10 seasons. I'm like, there's always going to be drag queens. There's mm. always going to be new drag queens. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. I think there's more and more coming up. The only thing that I and and I guess I don't know if I'm not I'm even entitled to say this because I'm relatively new to to drag. I've only been like following it for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But from even from when I started, the difference in the type of drag queens that are coming out now mm. are so different. They're not really. It's very quick win. It's very kind of reality TV X Factor type of thing where. Well, you know, yeah. Lady. There's been quite a lot of stuff about this. So Lady Bunny, mm. drag legend, who we've seen and loved, has been. Oh, she put something on Twitter or YouTube recently, and I com- I completely agree that as good as RuPaul's Drag Race is, it's creating a culture of quick and easy drag social media drag yeah so you will get and I'm sure there's some drag queens like this in the new season 10 mm-hmm. who do drag but have never really done like the hardcore they haven't done the clubs, clubs. and the yeah the 3am shows their, and like when I used to do stand up comedy we used to call it the, you, you had to learn your chops right and your chops was like if you get a rowdy audience member or a heckler, you have to know how to shut them up and carry on with the show and nail that number and manage a room and fill the room and fill the stage yeah, yeah. and get people's attention. Whereas some of the queens in this new season are so young and I'm just like, so if you, I put you on the hardest the gay club in New York or in London. Yeah. Would you be able to like work that room like Bianca Del Rio or Myra Dubois or the mm. Dame Edna experience? I don't think you would. You can only get so far with lip syncing. And looking fish. You at some point you have to call people out. If someone's talking during your act, shut you have to shut them up. But you have to have something to say to shut them up. Mm. And you can look as fierce and fishy and yes as you like, but so is that the way drag's going there? That's the thing. Like, I know we're probably going too deep into it now, but, you know, like, it's, you you look at... Everything evolves, right? But mm. is it evol- is it the fact that you are going too far down the X-Factor route where we're, like you say, you're creating, like, quick and easy drag instead of, like, hard graft that... Where the where the, the Paris is burning came from and the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the whole sort of look yeah. of... Um, of... of, of the passion behind drag and what it meant and the houses and all that, the proudness that came from it and the fight and the yeah. grit. Whereas now it's very polished and very Instagram led. And is that where it's going to head? Is that where it's going? Is it not about the entertainment value, the, you know, um, the it's depth and soul of it? It's interesting because RuPaul years ago said, you know, drag race will never be mainstream because it will always be, you know, especially in America, the way that America is and that society is, it it will never be mainstream. But I think the way it's going and the popularity of the show. But are they compromising it's... things to become mainstream? Because what yeah, what RuPaul said was that um, it'll never go mainstream because drag is taking the mick out of life and not taking life too seriously. That you've got to have fun with it. And the way that drag looks at life is that. I'm going to take life and I'm going to take it up a notch and I'm going to take it out a step back. Whereas people, yeah. the mainstream, don't. They 
they are so focused on not stepping out that's totally focused on staying in their little like lifestyle bubble that they feel that the kardashians are setting out for them or whatever they have to live up to those standards that they're not even brave enough to step out the box to to appreciate the drag mm. whereas now it's almost like they're dragging drag into that mainstream i yeah have i just gone way off key <laughs> no i think you're right and i also think that drag obviously part of drag is about the way you look and it's very image based and mm. obviously you have to look fierce and fabulous or an extreme genderqueer punk mm. whatever but I also think the key thing about drag is you have to have something to say yeah and if you are a twinky little gay boy putting on a dress watching makeup t- tutorials on YouTube <laughs> watching RuPaul's Drag Race yeah what do you have to say for yourself like, yeah, what are you bringing? When you walk on a stage, what are you bringing to the show? Yeah. And if you ain't bringing nothing, then no one's going to watch you. No one's going to... This is why Bianca Del Rio is where she is, because and she knows she her history. In, yeah. Because she's funny, she can hold a room. Yeah, she doesn't wear fabulous outfits, but she didn't need fabulous outfits to win, and she won. She wore the same silhouette every fucking episode, but she won. Yeah, she never got criticised And she for makes it. that point every time. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see how this season goes. It'll be interesting to see, Yeah, I think as so. time goes on, what they have to say for themselves. Yeah, I agree. So it'll be interesting to see how the show develops in terms of the challenges. Mm-hmm. But also, yes, yeah, so let's let's see what these queens do. Because this, I think, is the youngest set of queens. Yeah. They're very, very young, all of them. Yeah. There's a couple of um, 35-year-olds, but then all the rest are in their 20s. They're very young. So We'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. But but sticking on the, you know, on our, our favourite um, Rue. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> What a busy month he's had. <laughs> he seems to be taking over the world. I know, he really yeah. does. Um, yeah, he got a very high acclaim this month. He did, and and well deserved, and, and I think it was fantastic. Oh, he sissied that walk on That walk of, fame. walk of fame. <laughs> he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And how weird that it's right outside the production company that he that yeah. produces the show. Oh. Amazing. So, yeah, he's really... I mean, it must feel amazing for him. Yeah, that, that thank you that speech was really emotional. And you, did, you re, did you see the Jane Fonda speech as well? I didn't, but I love her. So, she, what was really interesting is that Rue gave an interview afterwards and said that he... Because he's going to be on Grace and Frankie, Jane Fonda's show. Yes. Um, their new season. Season and five, four, four. four do you know five. what? I love Grace and Frankie. I love. Isn't it funny? It's so good. What like, could possibly go wrong with Lily Tomlin this the thing. and Jane Fonda? I would say to all the listeners out there, if you haven't seen Grace and Frankie, watch it. Give it a chance. You'll watch the first episode and think, "What the hell is this?" Wow. Keep watching. By the second season, you are hooked. I know. And it's the daughter. And it's Jane Fonda's daughter that I absolutely love. Brianna. Brianna. Is it Brianna? She's brilliant in it, and the, it the is really, so funny. The bitchy one. Yeah. Yeah. The the business woman uh, one. I love her. She's so she came good. up with the best line ever, which was, um, she was at this awful family party, 
and there was a knock on the door and I've wanted to say this so many times at parties there was a knock on the door and she was like I hope that's a murderer <laughs> and I oh my god I've wanted to say that so many times like, if someone came in and blew everyone's brains out I would be more than happy right now. <laughs> yeah, she does come out some great ones. But also, you are watching two of the most legendary women ever. Lily Tomlin, I've been obsessed with as a comedian. Oh, yeah, she is amazing. She just watched some classic Lily Tomlin on YouTube. She is amazing. And those two women were in 9 to 5 with Dolly Parton, and they're still working together now. Yep. Um, and Jane Fonda... How, has lived a million lives in one life. I was going to say, and, and she really has, and that's something that actually Rue said about Jane Fonda. Yeah. And, Jeez. you know, right from Barbarella and all that kind of stuff. And Barbarella, yeah. the Golden Pond, I mean... She's gone insane. through it all, hasn't she? And one of the things was so... the re- It was fun, people, um, you know, were surprised, and Jane even said when she was doing the speeches that you may be surprised to see me up here. Mm. But... So Rue came on the show at Grace and Frankie and Jane, J- Jane, both Jane and Rue in their interview said they just clicked between the three of them. They just got it and, and Jane was blown away and learnt very quickly about Rue and drag and how what an incredibly beautiful soul he's got and yeah. how empowered he is. And she said, having him around just turned the whole show. Yeah. And she said I am so honoured to be with someone like this and one of the things that I thought she was so it was so humbling to hear her say was that his star should be bigger it should be three times bigger but no because no one on this walk of fame has influenced an entire industry like RuPaul Mm -hmm. and isn't that so true very true very true and also like but RuPaul as well I mean he's the most famous drag queen on the planet. Uh-huh. But also, I think he's just living like every gay boy's dream. Because at the end of the day, he's just a gay boy. I mean, I know he puts on a dress that looks amazing. He gets paid for that. But the <laughs> opportunity to work with these kind of people and to have Christina Aguilera and yeah. Lady Gaga and people like that. I mean, he's just living the dream and he's just... But he's, he's just soaking it all up and he doesn't regret, living the best life possible but don't and you putting think it he back doesn't, out He there. doesn't regret anything and he doesn't take anything for granted. Like and the man sat down with open room for God's sake. I mean, I'm just bitter to my tippy toes. No, we were, just seeing, we were just seeing the future of the presidency of the United States right there. Oprah yeah. and RuPaul, that's it. Oh, Done. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, walk of fame, well deserved, like, Absolutely amazing! So proud of him, and so yeah. glad you know. So, so yeah. So he's he's obviously been on Ellen. We need to watch that. We, we do. Get, and the James Corden. I saw a quick excerpt, but um, excerpt, excerpt. It's that's a word. Is that the word? <laughs> okay. Well, my glass is empty. FYI. Oh. Yeah, FYI, listeners, I normally charge the booze and I'm really good at keeping it fresh. Because we have two mics and it's really hard to manoeuvre. Two? Also, there's a dog. Um, one, the dog is asleep. Two, the. (laughs) I'm normally quite good at this, so you need to get get with it, girl. Just saying. She'll be a dead prostitute in a minute. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Oh, girl, let's not go there with what you just told me earlier. I could throw that shade all over this podcast, you know that. it. So let's carry on before I start. 
I've had too much to drink. So also, I did something for the first time this week. Do we need to hear about the bedroom? What? <laughs> no, I wrote my first article for oh, you did. the Two Bottles In website. It's only, been, it's only been going for like a year and a half, but don't worry about it. Hey. Harry Potter wasn't written in a day. Oh, cool. No, I will give you that I'm was gay an amazing... Gay K. Rowling. Gay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> yes. I said it. And it's true. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying... There, my article <laughs> has been shared and read more times than any other article on the Two Bells website. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Okay, because <laughs> it's so true. Don't so true. Up like I'm crazy. Oh um, my god. <laughs> so okay, I good. wrote an article about my love mm-hmm. of the film. In Bed with Madonna, which you only saw for the first time. Yes, when I was at yours. Very recently. Yes. Since though, I've watched it three times, so you know, I've caught up. And you forced your boyfriend to watch it as well. I did not force him, he voluntarily said, Why don't we watch In Bed with Madonna? However, (laughs) I've had too much to happen. Can I just say that yes, I didn't I didn't force him to watch it. However, <laughs> the night before, Philip, at three AM when we were drinking countless glasses of Prosecco, you may have said to him, I'm not gonna be your friend unless you watch In Bed and the Dark. It and Paris is burning. I have a very special way with words. <laughs> so, you know, next morning, what does Lawrence want to watch? Paris is burning and in bed and the donna. Threats work. And Queer Eye. We did watch Queer Eye as well. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So yes. we've got a very... Yes. Bless him. Lawrence is very good and he will... He's, he's learning the gay. He's so, learning yeah. the gay way. So log on to twobottlesin.co.uk and read my literary stylings. <laughs> but it's a really good article because I think it really shows, like, it... Because it, ultimately it's about... That you know, it's it's about in bed and Donna, but it's also about you and about yeah. you know your but also I your was coming out story, isn't it? Talking to my friend and colleague John today, and he'd read it and he said, "Oh, I could have written that. Like I could have written it because oh. it's exactly it's gay men of a certain age who weren't seeing themselves represented." on TV or film or anything like that and then to see the most powerful woman in entertainment not just like endorsing gay boys but celebrating them and cheering them and clapping them on when they were snogging each other oh my god life changing but no judgement no nothing just just yeah, they're like treating them like human beings rather than as oh. some like spectacle or some Well like... she was clapping and cheering and saying that they were giving them a hard on. But you know, that's just But that's Madonna. what we would do She's if we crazy. were like, you know. <laughs> but, So yeah. No, but. I think I think she really uh, she did really open that up and, and I am really glad that you wrote that article because I think it really 
like like your friend John, like I think it it was probably the same for a lot of people out there. Yeah, yeah. it was huge for me. I mean, it, yeah, and I've been in love with her ever since, and it's just yeah, I will never forget it. it changed yeah. my life. Yeah, and can you believe she's sixty this year? Oh yeah, party party party! Yeah, we're gonna do some good. Uh, no, no, we probably need to do some bad voguing. Yeah, I cannot vogue. I can't vogue. People think I'm signing. (laughs) And I can't sign. Or they think I'm, like, give us a clue. Or or you're directing an airplane. It's a a film. (laughs) Four letters. I'm like, I'm voguing. (laughs) Boeing 747 this way. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. No, I just can't vogue. I'd love to learn. I'd love to go to a boat ball. But I'm, I'm too old now. Like, I could go down, but I would get back up again. <laughs> I think we all know that. <laughs> oh, no. I think okay. we're all there. No, no. Oh, sad times. I am very good sad times. We'll just have some more Prosecco. I'm going to go now. <laughs> so, yeah, so... <clears throat> I would... Th- yeah, I would... Th- <laughs> all right. Fair ball. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah so you talk yourself out. That's fine, Fit. You talk, talk yourself out, that's fine. Um, well, I do love a top up. Yeah, well, a top or a butt. Sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. So what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well uh, done. Oh gosh, topping up prosecco tonight has been a challenge. I tell you. I know. <laughs> so yes, I would thoroughly recommend everybody go online and read Pip's article. Yeah. This is the first of many, isn't it, Philip? Yes, I'm going to write one soon yes with some coercing um <laughs> and we've got lots of really exciting articles coming as well we've got some new authors on board oh and there's going to be some really cool stuff coming so st- keep your eye out for that and also if you're interested in being part of the two bottles family <gasps> let us know we'd love you to join and if you've got something to say say it and we want you to say it on Two Bottles In to help us yeah. send out the message to the world. So many platforms. So many platforms. So many platforms. Which we do need to utilise more. We're not very good, are we? So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and SoundCloud and iTunes. And, and we are uh, now on TuneIn, Stitcher. I'm sorry, what? We're on TuneIn and Stitcher. Oh, yep, are we? Yeah, we've been accepted we? on them. And also we've got our Vivino What the account. fuck is Stitcher? Right, well, <laughs> Stitcher and... Um, oh, we're on Play FM as well. And TuneIn, Stitcher, Play FM are just other um, uh, podcast-like feeds things. Oh. So we're all over the place now. <sighs> Don't be a Stitcher, follow us on Stitcher. <sighs> There you go, there's right, a jingle. So there's a jingle right there. Yeah, I okay. hope Lawrence is listening. That's that's the that's what we need to produce. We need a jingle. Yeah. I think we need a jingle. If we're gonna take this up a notch, we need a jingle. We need a sponsor and we need a jingle. Yeah. We need to go on to do some lo- on location. Yeah, Mr. Prosecco, if you're listening. <laughs> Mr. Prosecco. I don't know if that's a person. <laughs> yeah. Alby, do you wanna sponsor it? Yeah, that's dog. a maybe. Sleeping dog anyway. But yeah, so I think um, there's going to be some more activity on the website. It's going to be really exciting. Let's try and do some more Instagrams and stuff. We need to... Also, very exciting. Philip oh. and I are venturing out next week. <gasps> oh, my God. So well, actually, we, twice. Twice next week. Yeah, we're going to venture Three times. Out. A lady. <laughs> Three times. We're going out. We are going out together. 
Three times. Are we? Where are so we going? Tuesday. <laughs> where we going? On Tuesday, we're going for a drink. Oh yes, we're going to we're going into Bala for a drink. Yeah. Yes, yes, because I'm trying to venture out more because I'm still suffering from agoraphobia. So Philip is very kindly said, "Let's go for an alcoholic That's beverage." So we're going for a drink, and then on. Friday night. So next Friday is Good Friday. Or as I prefer to call it, Fabulous Friday. <laughs> Let's own that. Let's own Fabulous Friday. I don't Friday believe in that magical man who lives in the sky. But <laughs> um, we said... We've well, been like, saying for ages as well. Well, since my birthday. Since your birthday, yes. We need to go out dancing. Yeah, because we used to do it all the time. Oh my God, so much fun. And it was. And now that we're all decrepit... Yeah, we can barely move without a couple of codeine in us. <laughs> but hey, it's Easter. It's what God would have wanted. Absolutely. He got resurrected, and so are we. So are we. Oh, cool. So we are going to. Um, so our friend Andy is his birthday on Monday. We love you, Andy. And he has been recommending this new gay venue in Kennington, Stroke Vauxhall, yes. called the Cock Tavern. That's what it says on the tin, honey. And it As, used to be called South Pacific. It used to be called South Pacific. We went there for our friend Camilla's birthday. We did. And um, apparently the music is amazing. And we are going to go dancing. Dance, dance, dance. Gays and girls are going to go dancing. Yeah, gays and girls. And then, but, a few days later, we yep. are going to be seeing the real winner of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race also three. Ooh, Shade. Chandra. You went there. Chandra is going to be at the Clapham Grand. Yes, so. and we're going to that, which we're very excited about. We're going with Lawrence and with Pete. I know. Friend Pete. And um, we will re- be reporting back on that on the next podcast. Next podcast, yes. And hopefully, cross fingers, next podcast, our little uh, little hiccup of a guest. Uh, well, he's not about little, he's about six foot, but yeah. No, no. <laughs> hopefully, he'll be with us next time. No, no, she's in Berlin at some point, yeah. He'll be back with Tales of Berlin and winning all other sorts of stuff, so it'll be fine. But yeah, so anyway, and also, um, I hope you guys all like the 90s mix. Oh my god, hey! So we've listened to it quite a few times, it's quite a good getting ready. Maybe we should do that on Good Friday, we should listen to that while we're getting ready and having a couple <gasps> of drinks before. Yeah, because it is a good, yeah, it's a good like getting ready mix. I'll be I think. freshly exfoliated. So, yeah. Oh yes, you're going for a little getaway, aren't you? I'm going for a getaway. And you're going to do a review on Two Bars In. Yes. As I sit there and point at you. I know, threatening. Yes, always. Anyway. So, okay, so thanks for listening everyone. As, as always, we really appreciate any comments. Amazing. We think you're all wonderful. Um, we might be drunk, but we do think that you're wonderful. And we hope that you think we're wonderful. <laughs> oh dear. She's lost it now. I'll take over at this point. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Oh, sniffle. Sorry. <laughs> no I've cats got cats here. What are you on about? I've got a bit of a sniffle. Oh. Um, it's so, not been snowing. Uh, follow us on all of our stuff. Swipe up. Um, <laughs> swipe up. That's what they all say on Instagram. Just swipe up. Yeah, we'll do some swipes. Um, anyway, two bottles in underscore UK. <laughs> uk. read my amazing Madonna article. Um, there'll be more to come from Gay K Rowling in the near future. She's still laughing at that, I love. Um, have a wonderful Easter. Yes, all have a lovely Easter. Um, 
And um, yeah, we will see you in April, April. when hopefully it won't be so cocking freezing. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm so over this. Seriously. Right. Well, oh, the worst clink is where it's Ready? <laughs> It's such a shit clink. Oh, oh! I just want it to go chime. I know, I don't know why it's not doing Should it. Should we anyway. do it again and I'll, just, I'll say chime? Okay, go on. Chime! <laughs> Bye! Bye! Take care, love you. Bye!